Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here once again with the last week in mortgage today, our weekly whirlwind through all the latest in the residential mortgage industry. Each week, I'm pleased to be joined by one of our lender members as my co-host. This week, fellow Clevelander, CEO, owner of Liberty Home Mortgage, Hesh Zagafi. Hesh, how's it going, man? I Hey, it's going awesome, man. It, it's going as good as it can. I mean, I you could have asked me that question in 2008. I'd have given you the same answer. I said, it's going good. Um, I'm, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm doing good. Um, we're plowing along. Houses are still selling in America, and they're going to be selling 400 years from now. So, you know, I, I'm curious to see what the price would be, of course, but um, but that's that's pretty much that. So we're doing good. I think we're doing we're doing as good as we could be doing in a very, very tough market. What a weird year it's been for the mortgage industry coming off the heels of back-to-back record years. We knew, you know, a correction was coming at some point. I think all, most of us thought it would be slower and more drawn out. We get it pretty quickly, pretty aggressively uh, off the heels of uh, hotter than expected inflation, uh, you know, the tailwinds of a lot of the actions uh, that were made in the face of the pandemic. Um, shooting mortgage rates up higher. This morning, we get another big inflation number. And there was some optimism going into this number. The July number was flat. There was a lot of other signs and numbers in the economy that pointed to inflation moderating. Uh, Very hopeful going into this. We get the number this morning, hotter than a $2 pistol. Uh, Inflation expected to drop. CPI overall 0.1% month over month. It goes up 0.1%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but 0.2 on everything that Americans buy uh, a lot, especially amidst expectations of a fall. Core CPI, if you strip out food and energy, was even hotter, up 0.6% month over month. Um, And in general, what we saw, Hesh, was energy prices were down. We see that at the pumps. Energy prices were down 5% month over month. That's huge. But the cost of everything else completely offset that. Uh, Your thoughts on the inflation number this morning? My thoughts are just when you when you just live in America, when you live in the United States, it's you know that the prices are up and they haven't come down. You just know that it's hard not to sound like you're being political when you answer questions about inflation, because it's kind of funny. I remember I took some classes on this stuff back in 2006, seven, eight, and nine. Um, Sue Woodard and Jabron Nichols, like they're, they're, that's when I started learning about like CPI and inflation. And that's when I really started taking a dive into that. And then, and um, so today, especially with the access to it, where the access to the information is so much easier and so much better to get it. Like I see all these loan officers on social media posting about CPI all the time. So, I mean, it's hard to not sound like you're being political. But it's just, I didn't expect it to go down. I don't expect it to go to go down. I do not. I do not believe you will get the inflation number to come down legitimately without. I mean, God knows what they're going to spin it as and what they're going to say. And I'm not being political at all. But the truth is, is I don't expect it to go down any anytime soon. It's the Federal Reserve raising the Fed funds rate. They've got to get that number way. The Fed funds rate's got to get a lot higher than it is. I mean, a lot. You've got to to break the back of inflation. They've got to get unemployment into the fives and sixes easily. Um, I, I can go on for an hour on that, quite honestly. You've got to get unemployment out. Unemployment's too low. 
You got to get on the about that on this show. We know, yeah, the Fed, they, even Biden's made some kind of, they are cheering for more unemployment right now because employment is too hot. Spending is too hot. I mean, if you look at what's going on right now in America, Americans are spending, if you look at like savings rates are diminishing and credit card debt rates are going up. Um, Americans are continuing to spend money into the face of inflation. Um, if you again, energy prices were down five percent month over month, but food costs are up through the roof. Anybody that's ordered to go or went out to eat knows that. Um, rent and housing related, shelter related costs were through the roof, medical, cars, trucks, everything else was up. It looks like the July numbers, to your point, Hash, were kind of like a head fake. And uh, we get the blip back up this month. The Dow Jones is down almost a thousand points today. It uh, is a bloodbath on Wall Street. I mean, they're rich. Again, it's it's the 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 release from the White House today. I saw a, a post on it was gas prices are down. I mean, I guess if I was a salesman, I guess that's a good way to spin it. You know, I mean, I suppose it's just again, inflation's not coming down. How it affects our industry. The bottom line, I think we we as an industry just have to get more granular, have to dig in on our numbers that much more. Our margins are going to get squeezed. The one biggest thing I keep hearing, Rich, is rates are going to come down in the spring of 2023, you know, because the Fed, you know, recessions are good. I, I see all these charts that, you know, whenever there's a recession, we spend our way out of a recession. The way you spend your way out of recessions by incentivizing people to spend money. How do you do that? You drop rates. So I keep hearing that more, you know, rates are going to get pushed down next year, whatever it all is. That's great. But the, the secondary market, it it's not good when the secondary market thinks rates are going to drop soon, because that means that we're not getting paid on the, in the secondary market for anything. That means that we're going to see our, all of our pricing is going to suck, quite honestly, not to sound horrible on your show or use that word, but um, pricing is going to be terrible and our margins are going to be squeezed. Margins are absolutely getting squeezed right now. And that's the way it's going to be for, in my opinion, easily three to six to nine months. I, I think it's longer than that. But I just think, I mean, if you look at the last recession, it was 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Seven calendar years, even if I didn't count 2012, six calendar years of just getting the living heck beaten out of us in this industry. So, I mean, it's coming. I think we're at the front end. You mentioned a little bit earlier, what inning are we in? I think we're in the top of the first. Well, I talk about that. Just these, you know, because, I mean, think about this year. That You know, the year got off to a bad start. And then we got into the summer. Rates started dropping. Remember, we were back down to the fours, I want to say, at one point on a 30-year fixed. Uh, there was some momentum, some positivity about a, 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 a good second half of the year. Then about August 1st, um, you know, rates really started to mortgage rates really started to shoot through the roof. And I think it, it changed and adjusted mortgage lenders' opinions on this year and to a certain extent next year. What we saw here this summer, was that was that how you saw it? A thousand percent, because the economic data, it, the longer this goes on, we're no longer guessing on where inflation is going to be at. You know, they keep saying, oh, inflation is going to come down right now. It's not. It's not coming down. It's not coming down, period. As long as unemployment stays in the mid threes, I don't care if it goes into the high threes or the low fours, Inflation's not coming down. It's the growth of the money. I mean, again, when the government, when they have a spending program that, that they pass, granted they didn't just spend nine hundred billion dollars yesterday, but that's inflationary. Inflation's not coming down. I mean, the upside, in my opinion, I don't want to jump the gun on where, where our topic is at. I think this is just a great opportunity for everybody to reanalyze to cut fat. 
You know, I mean, I know that my company, we started, we cut overtime back in the first week of February. We were getting killed financially, just killed. I mean, the first through April 30th, Rich, we were down $420,000 as a company. And that's without me taking, so I, I don't, you know, take some gigantic salary. I don't take really almost damn near any salary from the company. And we're down $400,000 through April 30th. That caught, you know, in early February, we cut overtime. I was so overstaffed. I wasn't overstaffed. I was overstaffed relative to what our production was. I was at 293 employees back in November of last year. And right now I'm like at 180 employees. So I'm down 110 people just in 10 months. Um, but it, it caused me to make some tough decisions. It wasn't easy laying off people. We technically laid off 31 people. Then with cutting overtime or freezing overtime, because I didn't need everybody working as much overtime, that coupled with high prices, inflation, you know, a, a $20 an hour job today, three uh, today is $20 an hour three years ago is $9 an hour today in this economy. It's the truth. You know, it's just, it's what the reality is. So, I mean, I had to make some super tough decisions as everybody watching this has, as everybody has. I don't care if you work at McDonald's, you have to make some tough decisions. So, I mean, I think the good news to all of this is it's caused me to analyze my budget that much more, get that much more granular with all my expenses. And I keep telling all my salespeople, every conversion means that much more. Two years ago, when the rates were in the twos, a monkey can sell alone just by breathing oxygen, for God's sakes. So, I mean, you could be really sloppy. You could be sloppy with your numbers, your overhead. You could be overpaying people. I'm talking to underwriters who are like, Hesh, I need 28 days of PTO and $50 sign-on bonus. And companies are just throwing it all over the place, whatever. You can't do that today. That's sloppy. Two years ago, you could be sloppy when, when the numbers are at all-time highs. It forces all of us to really analyze our individual numbers and tighten our belts. And I'm not a doom and gloomer. I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, I don't know. I've done this since 99. So, I mean, 2007, 8, 9, 10, I, doing purchases and stuff like that, that didn't, I didn't change anything. It just kept plowing ahead. But I'm, I'm talking to death and I'm hijacking this thing. And just, I apologize for that. So, oh, good. No, it's great stuff. This is the last week in mortgage today. I'm Rich Swabinski with the Mortgage Collaborative and that excellent perspective provided by this week's co-host, the owner of Liberty Home Mortgage, Hesh Sagafi. Hesh, uh, you mentioned cutting expenses and you know employees, and certainly something we've been seeing throughout our network. And you know, like I think in general, the types of companies that join TMC are the types of companies that are hanging in there as long as possible. That you know, that same kind of pain as you as we got into May and June, and um, you know, just trying to hope for things to turn around and not have to affect things. But our industry is so cyclical; um, you have to be able to move on a dime in this industry. Um, or you're going to get left behind, uh, no? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, and it's like anything. I mean, when you're a smaller company, and I, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, there's probably people watching that have a thousand employees, and they're like, oh my god, that guy, how, how do you even operate with 180 employees or whatever? There's probably people with five people that say, oh my god, 180 is a ton of people, whatever it is. Is at the end of the day, it, we're not Chase Bank, we're not Wells Fargo or Bank of America. So I do you know, we do make business decisions based on our emotions and you become attached to your employees. And these are nice people. So unfortunately there's moves that, you know, you have to make and you're going to hurt good people and it becomes real hard to do that. But you've got to honestly say to yourself, I'll tell you what, Rich, I've given my story a thousand times over where I almost drowned, you know, I was drowning in credit card debt years and years and years ago. And that was because I refused to believe that the market that I was smaller than the market was. I thought I could overcome this. You know, I, I know unemployment's at 10%. Delinquency rates are at 12%. You know, this is the 
the, the great recession, on and on and on. And I thought, I can overcome this. I'm just going to hold the fort tight. And I shouldn't, it almost put me into bankruptcy. It almost, it almost put me under. This time around, I said, hey, man, I got to hurt some good people. It sucks. It is horrible. But you've got to make some tough decisions. And it's just cyclical, like you said. This industry is going to come back. We're going to be fine. Anyone who's done this for a long period of time that made it through 2007, 8, 9, 10, this is just another, it's nothing. I think this is great too, by the way. The investors are damn near out of the market. Cash buyers are damn near gone. I've got buyers now getting asking prices. I'd rather buy a house for asking price and get a 7% rate than have to go 75,000 over list and get a 2.5% rate. Because guess what? In two years from now, rates come back down. You still owe 75,000 more on your house. Good for you in your 2.5 rate. So I don't think, I think there's a great time to get in. And I think as an industry, we have to be pushing that message that this is the opportunity. Rich, four months ago, if you were a veteran, you thought the whole world was against you because you could not even get an offer in on a house. And here we are, you've got your wish. Guess what? Inventory is increasing. Market time is more. Sellers are willing to pay closing costs now. Investors are out of the market. The big money down payments are, are damn near gone. This is your chance. In our industry, in standard fashion, and Lawrence Young of the National Association of Realtors, in standard fashion, is scaring the hell out of everybody, saying, oh my God, rates are more than double and all this other stuff. I mean, the news has a great way, Rich, to put people on the sidelines when they got to get in. And it has a great way to bring people in when they should be sitting on the damn sidelines. I remember in 2006, watching in Florida, pre-construction condominiums, they were having raffles, 3,000 people bidding on 300 condominium units, whatever. And it was all over CNN every night. You know, it's it's it, that's when people shouldn't get in. For God's sakes, when you got to go over 100,000 over list, I don't know if that's a great idea to go do. You know, so I mean, I think there's a great opportunity that's in front of us right now. I think there's a great time to be in this industry right now. I really do. I really do. Such a many, many great points and a lot to unpack there, Hesh. But it, it, it echoes what, you know, I always talk about like the smartest people in there. I'm, I'm lucky to be able to talk to really gifted leaders uh, in our industry across America every day. And I always talk about the smartest people in the room, people in my opinion that are that are really, really plugged in. And they're all saying the same thing. We've been here. We've done this. This is going to really normalize and, and clean out our industry and provide a lot more opportunity for me professionally when we move out the other end, end of this thing. And, uh, you know, the other piece of it, too, that is a huge positive for us right now, you're as plugged into the, the purchase side of our market as anybody I know. There is just an insatiable demand for people to that want to purchase homes right now. Uh, the one story we were bouncing back and forth pre-show, Zillow um, did a survey of people that are currently renting, and 40% of them said they're losing sleep over wanting to buy a home. You know, essentially their pursuit of a home to purchase to get out of their rental home is is, is almost half have, have lost sleep over this. And it's one of, you know, and it's a stupid little survey, probably self-serving from Zillow, but it's one of several data points that we've seen over the course of the summer that indicates that the second that we get some relief, some combination of kind of like rate and home value normalization or decline, that we're going to see a lot of home purchase activity once that all comes around. Yeah, Rich, I don't I don't think there's a let up in demand. I just don't. Um, I had 20 of my operational people that are all in their 20s um, in, the, in the conference room last week, just, just part of them. But I had about, about 20 in the room. And I asked them, I said, how many people in here 
own a house and, and only two people put their hands up out of 20. These are, they're in their mid twenties, whatever it is. And I said, who in here would like to buy, who is going to buy a house in the next one to two years? They all put their hands up. And I said, yeah, but what if I told you guys the mortgage rate 7%, what does that do? They kept their hands in the air because the truth is, is a first time buyer has no, they have no concept rich of 2.5. They, they don't, they only have a concept of that if I tell it to them. Okay. And when, when they're, when you're buying a house, it's, you got to look at the payment, the affordability of it. I think this is such a great opportunity because it allows us to all, including myself and you and everybody else, the guys giving the loans to taking loans, whatever, to look at our personal budgets and re budget ourselves to make it affordable, to look at the things we're wasting money on. Times like this are good. I, I'm not kidding you. I think this is just such a great opportunity for so many reasons. The first time home buyers, millennials are the biggest generation in the United States. They are not going to stop. Listen, Rich, when you start turning 24, 25, 26 years old, it's no longer cool to live with your parents. It's just not. So I, I mean, there comes a point, man, when you're, when you're in your 20s, you're like, I don't care what, what I got to do. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going on my own. So that push of demand is not going to stop. It's not going to stop. Um, there's, I, this is just a great opportunity. We got to focus on it. You got to be purchase focused, but don't forget the refi side of it too, Rich. Refis aren't going anywhere. I got a lady calling me on my cell phone right now. She's got to remodel her whole house. She needs 70 grand for it. The house is free and clear. I know a lot of people on the call are probably saying, we're in God's name, you're going to get you know, $70,000 loan. But, um, but no, people, I've, I've got a divorce refinance I'm doing right now. The guy's getting divorced. His soon-to-be ex-wife is getting the house. He's got to buy another one. He doesn't care that the rate's in the sixes. I mean, the refis aren't going anywhere. They're, they're coming down, yes. No question about it. No doubt. They're not going anywhere. They're not. Purchases are strong. At, you know, credit card debt at, at, at approaching record highs in America at an average of, I think, 16.2%. It's a yeah. lot of debt that could be moved over uh, onto the home, to your point, 6%. Uh, sounds a hell of a lot better than 16. A point you made earlier, Hash, one that uh, we've been making on this show and the one I do with Chrisman on Friday is just ad nauseum. It's so true. The media, the media just does not get our industry at all. Uh, I think we still suffer a little bit from some of the media misperceptions of things that caused the meltdown and, and and things like that. And but you your comment was so true. And I'll just repeat it. You said the the media does a great job through headlines of putting people on the sidelines when they shouldn't and bring them off the sidelines when they should be on them. These the headlines right now, you know, pick your headline. It's uh, uh, home values, biggest drop in 70 years. Then you read the first sentence. Oh, they're only up 16.1% year over year as opposed to 18% year over year last month. That, But that 2% drop evidently is the biggest uh, biggest drop in 80 years. But and then you talk to home buyers and you all these Home buyers are tired. Is that is that the you know the the wannabe home buyer? And but I think a lot of it is this media trip, right? Yeah, Rich. I mean, you just said it. So I just did. I just did a video. Um, I posted on my YouTube channel two weeks ago where it's I I use the word deceleration. I that word's coming out. You're going to see that one all over the place. Everyone's using housing recession. This is not a housing recession. How house prices are still going up. Inventory supply is still low. So every supply is not good. Supply is still low. I've been saying this for a while, Rich. The problem is not spending. That's why I don't think it's a problem with interest rates. The problem is supply. Um, but supply supply is still low. So the facts of the matter, Rich, is this is not a housing recession. This is a deceleration. House prices. Think about, Rich, who we've loaned money to since 2007. Everything's full, Doc. 
Now, granted, we got non-QMs. That's a small piece to the puzzle. The truth is, Rich, for 15 years, it's been full dock, under a 50 ratio, come up with some money. I mean, Rich, I used to, the, the, I remember I did a loan, Rich, in April of 06, Irvine, California, 1.7 million, no money down, four family, no documentation, 100% finance investor property. Blended rate was 10.2%, 680 middle score. Okay. I'd be in Virginia. I think it's a fifth degree felony if I gave that loan today, for God's sakes. Okay. They cut I mean, you. Yeah. You go right I mean, for God's sakes, like, dude, like those loans, we haven't given subprime delinquency rates from the Cleveland Federal Reserve, Rich. 12% of the subprime loans given went into foreclosure. 12% of them. We haven't given a subprime loan in 15 years. There's zero on the market. It, I know in the state of Ohio, foreclosure filings in 2010, 99,000 foreclosure filings. That's only in one state. Right now, there's 11,000 uh, projected for this year in the state of Ohio. The, the, the delinquency rates are so low. Our industry is so strong. The people we've been loaning to, Rich, I mean, we're a pretty aggressive lender. Our average FICO score we loan to is like 680. And I'm kind of, I don't want to say bottom feeder, but I mean, I'm not like 800 average credit scores. And I'm at 680. We're aggressive with things. So, I mean, the people we've been loaning to, which we continue to, has made this industry put us into such a strong position that we don't have any foreclosure crisis coming. Now, now if the, the government, would, via inflation, just bankrupts us all, for God's sakes, well, then take every theory I have and throw out the damn window. But I mean, I'm telling you, man, we are in a great position as an industry. You run your, you pay attention to your, your, your numbers, your financials and things like that. Tighten your belt. You got to make some tough decisions. I think there's a great opportunity. And then moving forward, when the next turn comes, Rich, this is how a company like Loan Depot went from opening in 2008, 2009 to as big as they are. Now they're shrinking back down. But this is an opportunity. When the next turn comes, there's a lot of people on this call, Rich. I guarantee you that they're going to be the next Loan Depot. They're going to be you know, big, big size-wise. I'm talking, I know Loan Depot doesn't have the best press right now necessarily. But I mean, I just think that there, this is a big deal. This is an opportunity to get ready for the next turn. And when that happens, man, there's, some, there's a lot of people on this call, Rich, are going to become, it's going to be a good time. Very well said. This is the last week in mortgage today. I'm Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. Got about five, six minutes left with Heshagafi, the president, CEO, owner of Liberty Home Mortgage, uh, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we see in the chat a possible wrestling year. You can't miss that. Hesh <laughs> actually wrestled at about, about the highest level, Oklahoma State, right, Hesh? I mean, that's like that's like uh, Cooperstown yeah. for baseball fans. I mean, for it, for it is, but Penn State's been beating us for 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 the last decade, and you know, but they're tough. But yes, I did. So I appreciate. It. I guess I don't know if you can notice my ears from there, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we got a wrestling man on the second floor of the building, actually, too. Hesh's office. I oh, mean, we'll post some pictures. He he decorates his office. He said he's got the Halloween decorations that are going up, and then for Christmas, I mean, he just literally turns his 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 entire corporate headquarters into like uh, Clark Griswold. Uh, we do. Uh, yeah. I have theories on culture. It's company culture. Um, the one thing I can tell you is that luckily, especially in these times here, it's like the level of trust is very strong within our company. Um, so it's, it's helped us at times like this, you know what I mean? Because Rich, again, you get the, with inflation being what it is and man, it's, it's, it's people that are making 20 bucks an hour. I, I hate to say that, but that's like a, that's it's tough to live today on $20 an hour. It is. So when, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a tough market out there. Uh, renters, as we talked about them earlier in the show, that uh, per that Zillow survey, that typical monthly rent these days 
$2,031 average monthly rent in America per the Zillow survey. That is up 24% over the course of the last two years. So to your point, it's a payment, right? You got a lot of renters that are paying a lot for not a ton of home. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, are uh, a lot of, even in this climate with rates and values where they are, um, a lot of opportunities to lower their payment while still buying a home, given what's going on in the rental market right now. Hesh, I think you have froze up on me. Uh, while Hesh is working out his technical difficulties, we'll whirl in through the rest of the headlines this week. Um, some of the Michigan wholesale mortgage lenders that uh, love to see their name in the headlines, not surprisingly, the first ones to raise the conforming loan limits. I think it was Rocket that came out about first. That rich, um, oh. Hesh, you're back. I hear you, but I don't see you. I didn't think I left. I apologize. <laughs> there you are. Now you're Sorry, back. I can hear you fine. I heard you the whole time. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, I was just going through, uh, you know, conforming loan limits being raised by the Michigan mortgage lenders. I apologize. In front of that. And uh, what about, Ash, did you see, what about FHFA taking a look at the federal home loan bank system, uh, long used by community banks as a kind of secret, stealthy uh, solid outlet in the secondary market that's only been available to banks uh, to this point. But FHFA rose uh, some eyebrows in the industry last week when they came out and noted that they were reevaluating the FHLB system, leaving uh, independent mortgage bankers hopeful that maybe they're included in the ability to sell to the federal loan banks. Not sure if you saw any of that news coverage. I did, as a matter of fact, I mean, anytime they open up the opportunities for mortgage bankers, I think it's good. I think, I think, I think we serve a very, very solid purpose. And I think a lot of the reason for 15 years the lending's been so solid is because of mortgage bankers. I'm not just saying that because of myself. When I gave that up brokers at all, but I I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any accountability for the loan I was given. If you told me today as a mortgage banker to go give that loan, I'd, I'd laugh at you. You know, that was insanity. But um, no, so mortgage bankers, I think I think we're going to gain market share. I think we're going to gain a strong footing. So I think that's actually very, very good news that they're looking at. And that's very good for our, it's, it's average, Rich, that, um, that make us strong. Yep. Absolutely. Still some uh, some technical issues, Hash, just popping in and on a little bit. But uh, and then uh, also along the lines, what you're talking about, the big banks, uh, Wells Fargo made some news a couple of weeks ago by saying they were kind of stepping away from correspondent lending, caused some in the industry question, could they be getting out of mortgage lending total? And I think they kind of quelled those those rumors kind of came out this week and said, listen, we're just going to focus our mortgage lending division more on our wealth division, our private clients, uh, kind of do it that way. Some of the playbook that some of the other big, big national banks have kind of run over the years. But, uh, you know, to your point, uh, Hesh, it's, it's been a big change in just a competitive lane. Go back just 10 years and banks were doing 70, 75 percent of all the mortgages in America led by Wells Fargo. Uh, today, independent mortgage bankers doing 65, 70% uh, led by innovative companies like yours, big companies like Rocket. It's been an interesting period for the industry. 
I agree a thousand percent, Rich. It's, it's, these are opportunities. I'm telling you, opportunities are coming. You just have to be ready for them when they come in front of you. That's the biggest thing I keep telling people. And, um, you know, I know I keep breaking up and I apologize for, I don't know, I'm not a technical guy, but I apologize for that. No, all good. No, excellent perspective. You use the word opportunity. It had to be a last week in mortgage today record, which I love because uh, there is a ton of opportunity in this market and a really strong, strong demand for housing in America. Uh, you know, some of the headwinds that we're seeing here this year after a couple of really good years uh, will fade. It's a matter of when, not if. And I remind everybody that is so convinced that it's going to be, uh, you know, like the Game of Thrones uh, winner is coming. Point to any time in the mortgage industry and think about including right now and where you thought things would be six months ago and where they are today. Almost never where you think we're going. And now everybody seems convinced that, uh, you know, we're headed to this just brutal winter, but you never know. You never know. So, Hesh, any uh, parting uh, thoughts for uh, the audience as we uh, take it home? I appreciate the opportunity you've given me. I apologize for my technical difficulties near the end, but I truly, sincerely believe that this is a great opportunity for all of us to take advantage of. We just have to tighten our belts and make tough decisions and, and take it day by day and step by step. And I do sincerely appreciate the opportunity you've given me. I love it. I love it. Sage advice, Hash. It's why we are always tapping on your shoulder uh, to do things like this for us. I really appreciate your membership. Our Browns are 1-0. Our guardians are in first place and the Cavs got four all-stars in the, in the starting lineup. Uh, what the hell's going on in Cleveland sports? Good stuff. Well, uh, as true. always, very true. Enjoy what last week is not the For joining us this week. We're here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern with the last week in mortgage today. Uh, you also find us on podcast where the majority of you listen, uh, find us TMC connect wherever you get your podcast. Also can find us on YouTube after the fact. So until next Tuesday, have a great rest of the week, everyone. And thanks again, Hesh. Take care, everyone. Thanks. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.